Welcome to Ask Questions. These are not experts. These are not journalists. They are just improvisers. Please do not take them or their advice seriously. Godspeed. You're listening to Ask Questions, an interview podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm Kathy. And today, Kathy, Mm -hmm. I have promised to be on my best behavior. Well, that's going to be a stretch for you. Well, uh, Jonathan has started this new warning system. And it's three warnings and you're off the show. What number are you on? Well, apparently burning down the studio counts as two. Oh, okay. So I get one more. Well, good luck with that. Um, I, I think you can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, there's a merit system too, though. So like every good episode I do, I get a warning taken away. But okay. every time I do something bad, I get another warning. Hmm. You know, ever since he started dating Sarah, I haven't seen him around that much. It's been kind of quiet. Yeah, things have been weird. I don't like it. It's like the calm before the storm. I'm just getting texts from him. I'm not seeing his face at all. So I don't know what's going on. What are we going to... What are we going to do if they get married and then they decide to start some married person podcast? I don't think Jonathan is equipped to be on a podcast. I didn't think Jonathan was equipped to get into a relationship, but here we are. Well, Sarah seems happy, so that's good. I wouldn't know. I I haven't seen her since I moved out. Yeah, she told me you moved out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you sad? No. Why? Why would I be sad? I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate what she did for me in that little transitionary period that I had, but you know, I'm enjoying the freedom. What are you doing um, with your free time? A lot of nudity. Okay. Well, I don't. I I don't feel like I have to wear clothes around the house anymore. I did take a bunch of Sarah's though. Oh, I'm sure she's yeah. going to be missing those. Probably not. It was just capris and scarves. Yeah, and you have a thing for her capris. It's a little unhealthy. They're, they're very breezy. My knees have never been so dry. I had a real problem with sweaty knees before. Mm-hmm. And now, let me tell you, they're they're like the Gobi Desert, baby. These are dry knees, smooth as a baby's bottom. Is that what girls are looking for these days? I don't know. I don't date. Maybe you should get back out there. Sarah did. Well, you can't call what Sarah did getting out there. She's dating somebody from the office. That's not getting out there. That's... That's crapping where you eat. Well. Jonathan, if you're listening, that's not a bad thing that I said. I'm happy for you guys. Don't give me another warning. I just I just thought you and Sarah might eventually hit it off, you know, and get together. As as castmates, yeah, we, we're hitting it off. It's just, you know, Sarah expects something more. I.e., I don't even know. Sometimes she would talk and she would say things and it was usually negative i.e. telling me I should do something, and I didn't listen. So I don't know. Uh, You know, she just likes to wear the capris in the family. 
So uh, I guess we have a guest on uh, because I'm on my best behavior. I read the email, sort of, kind of. Okay. Do you know his name? I know his Chase Bank. Yes. Do you know what he does? Because mm. I know Chase Bank was in the subject. He does work. Mm-hmm. At one second. Are you looking at the email now? No. I just heard your your computer. No, You're, that is ridiculous. You're a liar. How can anyone, how can, I'm on the Zoom call. I can't, how can I do two things at once? You know I'm not a good multitasker. Uh, Chase Bank is a, is a chief of security at a quilt museum. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's, good job. Uh, he's, he's top dog, top watchdog. Chase, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you making time from your, I'm assuming it's a very important position oh, you have. Hello. It's very nice to meet both of you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I have heard a lot about the podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. We're we're trying to get it out there, you know. Trying to get trying to get in people's ear holes. Trying to trying to get the listens. Did you listen to anything before you came on or? Yes, I actually did listen to a few episodes uh as I was closing the museum last night. Uh mm -hmm. it's rather entertaining what you people do. See, Kathy, I told you things would catch on. We've been doing this show for a while. You know, that's like 12 listeners now. We're on our so. way to 13, so. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 13. Chase, right off the bat, I'm looking at you on the Zoom call. I gotta say, you are an impressive figure. You are a mountain of a man. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Um, I do have to work out vigorously in order to maintain a physique that will allow me to pursue any intruders upon the museum. You'd be surprised how many people attempt to rob and hold up a museum of quilts. Yeah, uh, actually, I would be surprised because it's a quilt museum. I don't imagine there's a lot of demand for old musty quilts. It sounds like I've piqued your curiosity. <laughs> Basically, some of the quilts... No, not really. Oh, I must have misunderstood your enthusiasm. Nonetheless, some people find the quilts fetch a rather pretty penny on the Indonesian markets, foreign markets, online markets, and some even have found a way to weave uh, cryptocurrencies into some of these quilts. Really? Like, how how much Bitcoin is a quilt from the museum? Like, what would you say that if I was uh, Joe Burglar on the spot and I somehow get past this mountain of a man to steal me a, a I don't know, a Civil War era quilt? I'm assuming you've got one of those. I don't know. And I put that on the black market. What kind of return am I getting for my hard-earned Sweat and blood. Right. Well, you are certainly looking at hundreds of thousands of potential dollars because that is a historic relic. And due to the complexity of the uh, Bitcoins, if you were to have one of those quilts, those can fetch for millions of dollars. But the quilt itself would be uh, several hundred uh, pounds. Uh, uh, pounds? 
That's right. It would be very heavy and long. Each fiber would have to represent an enormously complicated algorithm, uh, almost as complicated as uh, your relationship with Sarah. <laughs> you really have been listening uh, to the podcast. I- I'm a little murky on the details. So the the blanket is worth several thousand pounds, i.e. the the British currency, or are we talking the blanket physically physically weighs uh, uh, multiple thousands of pounds? No, no. The blanket itself weighs an enormous amount of weight. This is because mm-hmm. to create a Bitcoin, you have to have incredibly complex algorithms, and each strand woven into the quilt represents a math problem. So you can imagine just how heavy a quilt might get at the end of the day after you've woven that algorithm into it. Chase, is that why you work out? So you can lift all these quilts? That's right, Kathy. I'm able to easily carry what would take normally several men or one lift pulley. Oh, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me, Chase, that you work in a museum with blankets that have cryptocurrency interwoven into them? Yes, that is correct. They are historical at this point. Uh, But I also enjoy the violin. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm not always... Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't care because I am concerned here. Okay. Uh, I was imagining a quilt museum... Um, you know, a place where old blue hairs go, and it's like, ooh, look at here, here's a, a quilt made by Martha Washington to, right. to, to help George Washington with his flop sweats when he had the, the Spanish flu or something. We're not talking historical reference, we're talking, uh, a, well, your last name, ba- a bank of quilts with thousands of dollars of cryptocurrency woven into them. Are these even on display, or is this more of a vault-type scenario? Oh, they're absolutely on display. It would be a shame if Mm -hmm. people couldn't see the work that these seamstresses Mm -hmm. have put into these beautiful creations. Mm -hmm. And they also have other quilts. They have quilts that are medicines. They have uh, created medicinal quilts that you can put Mm -hmm. into your arm and stop smoking. Uh, That's one kind of That's called a patch. That's called a patch, like a nicotine uh, uh, patch. I, I suppose they would be called uh, nicotine patches. However, uh, w- when they have uh, Harriet Tubman uh, artisanally woven into the patch, that's when we get into quilt territory. So it's a, it's because it is woven, it is a nicotine patchwork quilt. That's correct. It's just like the macaroni quilt that is fully edible. Um, they have all sorts of quilts at this museum. Where is this museum located at? This sounds like a very esoteric kind of uh, uh, tourist attraction. Seems kind of odd. It's just down the street from Herbert Road. Okay. And that and that's where you're located at in... Well, I'm actually on the other end of Herbert Road on Jacksonville uh, Avenue. Okay. So what state are you in? Right. So... Um, if you were to get on the uh, 105 in California and not stop driving, eventually you'll end up in okay, California. in my in my area. That's right. Cal- okay, California. Chase, I just want to get to know you um, on a personal level. 
Um, do you have someone in your life or is work take up most of your life? Um, work certainly is not the only thing I enjoy to do with my time, Kathy. Uh, I also have a beautiful girl at home. Uh, her name is Nibbles and she is a pygmy hamster. Uh, she is one and three months years old and uh, we're very much in love. <laughs> That's so um, special. I think I want to get back to how much you love your hamster Nibbles. Nibbles. Her name is Nibbles. Nibbles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm questioning this museum though, Chase, because what's the point in a macaroni blanket when you can just make macaroni? You know, what's the point in a cryptocurrency blanket when you can just buy Bitcoin? I'm so glad you asked that, Tyler, because I'm also a tour guide uh, when the tour guide mm -hmm. often doesn't show up. So the macaroni plaque is uh, going to tell you that it was invented in uh, 1780 by a seamstress named uh, Sir Chizila. And she was very hungry one day, and the Mongols kept taking her food. So she decided to trick them by turning it into a household object, and she snuck it you out. You do realize that the Mongolians probably ceased to be a threat, like, in the 1600s. Like, by the 1600s. Yes, for China. But what you don't understand uh -huh. is this is this is not China. This is another uh, beautiful land. Um, it was not in the States. This was in Europe. And, you know, in Europe, mm -hmm. a lot of crazy things happened. Um, sometimes sure. they burn books, and this is one of those pieces of history that were lost until it, it found our way at our museum. Sure. So I don't want to come off of, as confrontational, Chase, uh, because mostly because I would get a warning for that. I'm on a warning system now. I have to be in my best behavior. But this museum sounds dumb. This, you know, I, again... Why, why, why make the macaroni blanket when she could have just ate the macaroni, right? I, I don't. That, that, that's where I, I'm, I am, I am stuck. Okay. And also, who's trying to steal a macaroni blanket? When, what, what, why, why, why do we need a security guard when you can just go to go to your Kroger and get a box of crack cookies? You know. It, it sounds like to me, Tyler, that you're rather interested now uh, in the quilts themselves so i i'd love to give you both a pass if you'd ever love to come uh, on a saturday perhaps or a weekend those are the days i'm able to provide uh, you could learn a lot by mm -hmm. coming and seeing for yourself these magnificent garments and woolen uh coverings okay sure i'm sold let's say i i decide i am going to take a trip to this weird quilt museum uh, what what are some attractions that you, you think would speak to me, Chase? What are some things that you think that I would look at that and go like, you know what? I can see why we need a security guard here because I want to steal that and I want to take that home. So the museum is called Omni Quilts. Omni represents a, a bit of everything in the world. And mm -hmm. you're probably staring at, at the Marriott across the street. That's where most of the uh, tourists like to stay. And you're going to find that it's really a metaphor uh, for planning, because that's what uh, quilting is. Mm -hmm. It's planning each and every thread and creating something bigger. So I think what starts as just a journey uh, of curiosity ends up being a journey into the self, uh, if you will. 
Chase, do you have a favorite quilt? Uh, I was a huge fan of Toy Story growing up, and there is a uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, quilt that is actually hanging up in uh, the second lobby, and uh, that, that certainly has a place in my heart in my childhood. Chase, have you ever thought of stealing the quilt? Oh, absolutely not. I would be fired immediately. I mean, the cameras there are high-tech, uh, infrared, we have laser technology, uh, some might even say I'm rather antiquated for the security system, but here I am. Sure, but, I mean, even if you don't have a job to go back to, a single one of those cryptocurrency blankets, Chase, sounds like a pretty lucrative adventure to go on. You know what I mean? You can get one of those. I'm sure sell that on the black market in Prague and uh, make a new life for yourself. You could be... Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, change your name to something sexy, you know, like, uh... Like Chase Sexy. Yeah, Chase Sexy. Uh, Have you ever been overseas? Uh, Have you ever been overseas and thought of yourself as a sexy man? Um, well, I, I did take one vacation to Hawaii, or as they called it, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. I would never call myself sexy. I, I, I like studying and, um, mostly keep to myself, but... Surely these muscles to some people are not disgusting. I'm sure Nibbles would think you are an attractive man. Uh, Nibbles would love to come to Hawaii, but she has a uh, dry nose, and the weather over there would be a, a little too harsh on her tiny squeaky nostrils. So Chase, Mr. Sexy, is what I'm going to call you now, because uh, I just want you to get into the spirit of what we are pitching Okay. Here, okay? And, Kathy, if you, th if you think I'm going to get, yeah, if you think, Kathy, if you think I'm hitting warning territory, you need to let me know. Because I'm not trying to elicit any crimes. Here. No, we're just trying to get Chase out of his comfort zone. That's how I'm seeing this exercise. We're just talking about hypotheticals, yeah. Chase. We're just talking about hypotheticals, Mr. Sexy. So, what if, let's, let's go back to when you were vacationing in Hawaii. What was one thing you wanted to do? but you couldn't afford to do? Well, thank you for that question. Uh, well, there is actually uh, a molten rock that has cooled formation, and uh, it's a really beautiful kind of uh, magma that has cooled on the Earth's crust, and you can't take it with you, and it's just black, so there's not much reflectivity for a photograph, but uh, I was unable mm -hmm. to attend that uh, beautiful gathering that day. Yeah, and you couldn't... Tended as a lack of funds is, is is what I'm getting at. Like you didn't have the money to go to that attraction to, to get the helicopter ride out there or whatever it is, the tour guide. So imagine, imagine if now you sell one of these handy dandy cryptocurrency blankets, right? Now you can buy that attraction. It could be yours. It could be Mr. Sexy's rocks. Uh, but Tyler, wouldn't I be selling my soul for a monetary gain? Yeah, that's exactly what that would be. You can't really see a soul anyway. So how do you know you're losing it? Yeah. When's the last time when's the last time anyone ever made an offer on your soul? Really? It has been a, a some years. Exactly. Like what it's not doing you any good. Your moral compass, sir, is really holding you back. Oh, I'm hitting warning territory now, Kathy. I'm trying to get this guy to do crimes. No. No, it's it's, it's okay. We're just uh, It's okay. I don't know. Uh, Tyler, I, you're right. 
I have been mm -hmm. refusing to sell my soul for some time now. Mm -hmm. I thought that I was the only one being offered by the devil to receive a, a monetary value. And I'm so glad you brought that up because maybe it is time. Maybe it's time yeah. that I get squeakers a, a bigger, more uh, humid environment to, to play in her hamster box. There's a, there's a squeakers now? Is squeakers and nibbles like hamsters, both of them? I have many pet names for chibbles. We play all the time and I don't want to lock their identity. <laughs> They're not human after all. They're hamsters. Um, I want to go ahead and delve into that for a second because I want to I delve into that before we run out of time because I feel like I am going to need to cleanse my palate from what you're about to say. But I know Kathy was very interested in your personal life. And you mentioned the hamster quite a bit, and you used the word love. Can you tell me a little bit more about this hamster-human dynamic you got going on at home? Uh, absolutely. Um, she loves to paint. Uh, that's why I got her a tiny um, one-inch by two-inch uh, canvas to just spread her art on. And um, mm -hmm. she loves to shop. That's why I got her an Amazon Prime a membership so she could order tiny hamster dresses. Um, I can see that you're looking at me quite funny now. The, I am, yes. The thing is that she's not like other hamsters. Um, I mean, I haven't... You had me at hamster dresses because I don't know any other hamsters. What makes that her order different? Their own... Uh, uh, Kathy, the fact that she wears dresses. She's, well, I, I know that, but that. You, you said she wasn't <laughs> yeah. just a hamster. Right. She's actually very intelligent, uh, uh, very mm -hmm. highly cognitively uh, receptive. Um, she's actually incredibly easy to talk to. Uh, she mm -hmm. uh, can do math. Um, she, uh, uh, I really just cannot stress how important it is that she is very, very individual. Excuse me, individualistic of a hamster. Mm -hmm. Chase, do you ever wish that she was human? Uh, no, not at all, Kathy, because humans lie every day and steal. And that's why I'm needed to protect the beautiful quilts at the Omni Quilt Museum. Um, so I would not put that burden on her because the second she became human, she would be tainted with lies. So because she is a hamster, she is more pure because she is immune to, say, the temptations of stealing a cryptocurrency blanket and then selling that for a trip to Hawaii uh, or Hawaii. No, not at all, Tyler. That's ridiculous. Of course, she's not completely pure. She has a bloodlust that I can't describe. She wishes so much death on so many, which is so funny because she is so cute. You wouldn't expect her to want such a vicious outcome. Um, I have a theory, Chase, and Kathy, feel free to chime in here and give me your input. All right. I feel that, Chase, you strike me as a very reserved individual, uh, very mild-mannered, despite the fact that you are absolutely built. Like, just a, a Superman of a man over there. You are just absolutely jacked, right? But despite that, you seem pretty humble and pretty reserved. 
Um, Chase, do you feel like maybe you're projecting your Mr. Sexy persona onto this hamster? Like, you know, maybe maybe you, you want to be this smart guy. Maybe you want to wear a dress. And maybe you want to have a bloodlust. But you can't because you're mild-mannered Chase Bank who works at the Quilt Museum. Uh, that's an interesting theory, Tyler. But mm-hmm. how would I be sexy without a beautiful brown coat of fur around my body? Uh, I mean, how would I be uh, able to... Uh, uh, attack somebody without tiny cute paws uh, in a tiny dress. Uh, do you know what I mean? Okay. So maybe we're close to something here. It, maybe you want to be the hamster. Maybe the hamster is like a, a totem animal for you. Uh, that's quite impossible, Tyler. But yes, I would prefer a hamster-esque life full of joy, uh, full of chips wood chips and pellets chase it's okay if you want to be a hamster i don't want you to think this is something that you can't be no yeah we're a very progressive podcast chase we're very very open-minded here if if you think that deep down you want to be a hamster you'd be the hamster you want to be chase yeah you get in that hamster wheel and you just run or should i say Mr. Nibbles. Uh, uh, but I'm bulging with muscles. Uh, hamsters can have muscles. But here's another thing hamsters can do. Chase, hear me out. Hamsters can steal cryptocurrency blanket, sell them on the black market in the Eastern Bloc, and buy themselves a hamster costume and a gigantic hamster wheel in a giant clear house with wood chips and they can buy all the food processed in pellet form and it wouldn't be bad because it wouldn't be a human doing it yeah who's gonna who can blame a hamster hamsters do as hamsters does right Uh, hamsters are without consequence our conscience wow that is a lot to think about i'll have to consider this hamstroformation yeah, I hope we haven't hamstrung your ambitions as a human security guard, but I feel good about this, Kathy. I feel like we have helped Chase identify that he's not in love with a hamster. He's in love with being a hamster. And that's what powerful. Do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Mr. Sexy Nibbles? You think we're onto something here? Uh, I think you've got me going and going in my little wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kathy, I think this is going to, like, wipe my slate clean. Of yeah, morning. you helped someone today. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Dr. Phil, but not evil. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, you helped someone. Mm. Okay. Well, Chase, typically, we, we like to chew our way into a lightning round. And, w- and what that lightning round is at the end of every podcast, every episode is a series of lightning fast questions and we get the the first answer off the top of your head. But Kathy, I think this time around, instead of asking him human centered questions, we help Chase get into his new hamster life. Okay. And we ask him hamster related questions. I can do that. Yeah. You think we you think this is gonna be a good thing for Chase? I think it's gonna be a great thing for Chase. Chase I think would be happier if he was a hamster. 
Uh, there Chase. you go, Chase. Get those yeah. paws ready. Get those little get those little paw nubbins up. Chase, is this going to be in your comfort zone? Are you ready to start the first step of your hamster life? Let's do it. Okay. Chase, what's your hamster name? Emilio. Chase, um, what do you like to do in your cage? I like to mark my territory and then to gather new territory and yell at female hamsters. Chase, if you were a hamster, what species of hamster would you be? I'd be the pygmy white claw because they are so beautiful. Chase, if you had to pick a girl hamster to marry, what would her name be? Shards. Chase, do you want a lot of hamster babies? Or, I'm sorry, Emilio, do you want a lot of hamster babies? Uh, I would like at least one to start, and then if I don't eat it, I would definitely make more. Emilio, what do you think hamster babies taste like? I imagine they're like pizza, but somebody added a whole lot of fur and fingers. Emilio, if you were going to attack a human uh, to defend your territory, what, what body part are you going after first? The soul. I'm sorry, I couldn't carry on. <laughs> right after shards, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. We are Ask Questions, the improvised comedy podcast. I'm Tyler, that's Kathy, that's Dario. Uh, Adario, as we typically ask you, even though you've done it a dozen times already, you have any pluggables that you'd like to plug on the pluggable internet? Hey everybody, my name is Adario Mercadante, and you can find me at Adario1 on Instagram, and I've posted some of my best stand-up from the Burbank Comedy Festival, so be sure to check out the link in my bio. Yeah, man, you've been kicking ass out there with the stand-up, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I've been loving to see it. And guys, we are an entirely improvised podcast, like I said before. And if you liked what you heard, feel free. You know what, Kathy? I said this all out of order. I'm the worst. Why don't you plug our socials? And okay. then I'll, I'll do the other stuff. That works. Guys, if you like what you heard just now, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AskQuestionsPod. And guys, as I said before, we are an entirely improvised comedy podcast. Everything you heard was made up on the spot. Nothing was pre-written, pre-thought up, pre-ordained. But we do need suggestions from you, our listening audience. So, if you have any ideas of a interesting person for us to interview, completely made up person, feel free to reach out at any of those socials that Kathy gave you. Also, um, don't forget to rate and review us on our on your podcast platform of choice, because realistically, that's the only way the internet knows we exist, and that's the only way other people hear us. So, thanks for listening. We love you. Bye.